Hey guys, this is Sean. And I'm Zach. And uh, before we get into the episode, we wanted to tell you about a short film that we just finished up called Brush Your Teeth for a series called Do You Dream? Yes, over on YouTube. Uh, And so you can find that link at our Twitter page at W-A-W-W-T-Pod. And it's going to be the pinned one up at the top. Go ahead and click that, give it a watch, and uh, let us know in the comments what you think. We're going to be doing some more of those uh, in the very soon future for you guys. Yeah, and like and subscribe, as always. Please. And tell somebody. Now on to the episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the Why Are We Watching This podcast. This week, Zach's a tall creep and Sean isn't sure what's happening because we're watching Phantasm. Oh yeah, I usually have a quote for this. Why are we watching this? So what is up, dudes? Welcome back to the Why Are We Watching This podcast. Welcome back. I'm Sean. I guess that makes me Zach. And uh, this week we watched Phantasm. Phantasm from 1979 is 88 minutes long. It was written and directed by Don Coscarelli. It has an IMDb rating of 6.8. There was a budget of $300,000 spent on this movie. How much do you think the box office for this movie was? Uh, under 10 grand. $12 million. Oh! Yeah. Dude, so what's with all these movies? They're making their money back, dude. <laughs> How? I I think that at the time it was just sort of like, what are the options? And this is this was one of them. Oh, oh my god! I mean, we're talking seventy nine, dude. That's true. This is a pretty early. It's a deep cut. Um. So if I, my synopsis for this movie. Um. I apologize because it's really not that detailed. But I mean, I suppose we're gonna get into it. But. When a voyeuristic teenager discovers a supernatural force at a local funeral home, he teams up with his older brother and the ice cream man to stop the mysterious <laughs> tall man and his army of undead dwarves. Uh, that's better than IMDb's. Yeah? Have you seen it? No. It's Just so very vague. vague. Yeah. Well, so, <clears throat> I mean... That's as straightforward a, a synopsis I could give for this movie, but... <laughs> I mean, I don't know, dude. Like, there's so much that happens that contradicts itself, at the, especially within the last five minutes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I couldn't quite figure out what this movie was about. Sure. Um, I have no idea what, like, the plot really is. Um, so, I, so, spoiler alert, we'll say that right now. Boom, spoilers. Look out. What I'm taking from this is the whole movie. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Because I was going to say the whole movie seems to be a hallucination or like a, a fever dream for this kid who's dealing with his brother's death. That's right. Yeah. I forgot that they kind of like do this whole reveal at the end. But then <laughs> he sees the tall man in the mirror and then the hands pull him through and that's the end. Yeah. I mean, so I don't know. And then there's also, like, three sequels. Yeah. And that kid's in, like, all of them. Yeah. I think all three of them are all in all of them. Which I thought that was one of the Baldwin brothers. It's not. No. But, so, <clears throat> we kind of talked a little bit before 
we watched the movie uh, about it being sort of like dream logic esque, which it's funny because technically speaking, the movie may or may not be a dream. Mm. Um, the sequels bring the brother back, I believe, and I think that it has a lot to do with that, like dream logic as to where like things just change again and there's sort of no explanation. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I was paying attention in that conversation because I kind of like totally forgot what well, that we even talked about this, and I was like, "Oh, okay, sure." Watching it. What was the first thing that ha- uh, sort of confused you or uh, caught your attention? Uh, well, do you want confused or what caught my attention? I feel like those are two different things. Which happened first? Okay. Um, well. Well, first off, I was confused on who the guy that died was. They don't really talk about it at all. The guy from the very beginning. Tommy. Yeah. Yeah. Who, I mean, I'm, I assume is just friends with Reggie and uh, Jody. Jody. So Reggie and Reggie's the ice cream man. Jody is the older brother who we find out at the end to be dead. And then uh, Mike is the younger brother. Yeah. Who looks like a discount Jodie Foster. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, what? I thought that too. Um, uh, and and Mike, in a couple of shots, looked like a discount. Or Jodie, rather, in a couple of shots, looked like a discount Harrison Ford. Yeah, and a little bit of uh, Kurt Russell. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Um, I will say, I love and hate Reggie in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I hate real Reggie. I like Dream Logic Reggie, where he yeah, just yeah. shows up and starts playing guitar. Dude, and I was like, this dude's killing it. Like, <laughs> whatever. Did he just like was like, okay, and like jumps in, starts like adding all this cool stuff. And he's just the ice cream man. Like, yeah, like with uh, uh, the worst hairstyle ever. At one point, they ask him to put a dwarf in the back of his ice cream truck, and his response is like, "This isn't gonna ruin my, ruin my ice cream, is it?" Or he's yeah. not going to leak on my ice cream, is he? Right. So, like, I just love this character. He's such a like, odd dude. But I will <laughs> say there's a couple of scenes that I was like, man, this guy seems kind of like a creep. Yeah. Because, like... Uh, Especially, like, at the end. Oh, my God. At the end, he was so weird. I was like, who let the ice cream man have custody of this kid? I hear you. It's like, I, doesn't he have some grandparents to live with or something? <laughs> dude, I'm loving his skullet, though. <laughs> yeah, it... it I was gonna say, except for the pony, but sure. I mean, what are you gonna do? Dude, Let it out? While he's you're... rocking the skullet with the like the the sideburn yeah. into the facial hair. I was like, dude, he is like not letting go. He loves that look. <laughs> um, I gotta have as much <clears throat> hair as I possibly can. The first thing you should see my back. The, the first, <laughs> the first thing off of the like this movie that I really like noticed and dug was the score. Yeah, the score is pretty cool. Um, it's very, like, minimal, but also, like, uh, industrial in some aspects. And yeah. then you get the actual, like, theme throughout the song, or the movie. However, if I heard it on the deep, the menu, the Blu-ray menu. Yeah. It, I heard, like, the whole thing play through. And I was like, this song is, like, bopping, dude. Yeah. I'm ready to watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Um, kind of John Carpenter-ish, but... Yeah, sort of. But yeah, it had its uh, its own flavor. What did you think of this uh, like this transformation from a uh, from a woman to the tall man that just sort of happens post coitus in this movie? Yeah, I thought that was really a really weird choice. 
Although I, I kind of assume that, like, maybe the woman's an illusion or something. So, my big question here is, what is the whole deal with him, like, banging these guys before <laughs> killing them? <laughs> He's got to get off, right? I, I guess. When he goes back to his normal self, is it just, like, automatically in his butt at that point or what? You know, I kind of thought about this. I was like, does he just have pants on now or no? <laughs> He's still taking it. I don't know. I thought about this because it's a couple couple of times throughout the movie we get um, the tall man, like, well, I'm assuming as a woman trying to hook up with people. Because there's the scene with um, Jody where yeah. he goes to the, I'm assuming that was the tall man. Yeah. Uh, I was just like, what is, what is going on here? Like, what is happening? Well, and then, like, there's this weird, well, I, I guess it's not that weird. But I thought it was kind of odd how, like, you know, it's pretty, like, supernatural, cosmic horror-esque. But then there's, like, these weird orb machine things that, like, drill in your skull. The balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think... I, I kind of assumed them to be a weapon of the tall man's. Well, based on IMDb's uh, IMDb's uh, synopsis, uh, essentially that's what they are. They're yeah, like weapons. Th- which, <sighs> this movie's so interesting. <sighs> There's so many things about it that I'm like, I want to know more about this, but they don't explain anything in yeah. this movie. That's what I mean is, like, they just jump to stuff and show you something, and they're like, eh? You like the goods, but I think it's kind of cool. I don't know. That's it's. It writes this line with me where I'm like, now I want to watch the sequels. I will say I do kind of want to watch the sequels now, just to try and get more story out of it, maybe. Sure. But I feel like that's not going to deliver, and I don't know if they're going to get better or not. Well, they. I, I will say the first two at least have the same IMDb rating. Okay. For what that's worth. I mean, the IMDb rating for this one is a 6.8. Now, we haven't revealed our feelings on this, but that <laughs> is something relative to what we can kind of rate it to. <sighs> this movie is so weird. The brother, the young brother, Mike, is like weirdly voyeuristic with his brother, dude. Yeah. Because um, why would you want to watch your brother just for the female part of it like it's a little weird yeah um but i guess it's a good thing he was you know okay hang on this just occurred to me one of the only like weird things in this movie that actually gets explained is why the bodies are turned into dwarves oh i didn't even understand that part so the guy says they're being Shrunk down or crushed down is what they keep saying because of the Earth's gravity. Because they're they're from, they go to another planet to be slaves, and it's oh, to right. accompany that uh, Earth's gravity, right? Or that planet's gravity, not Earth. I'm like, that's what you're gonna explain, and I was like, I mean, that's a fine explanation, I suppose, but but that's what you're gonna explain in this movie. Yep. Um, I like the one the one shot. From the perspective of the ball, yeah, it's like very quick. I was like, "Oh, that was kind of cool." It kind of reminded me of Doom. I don't really know why exactly, but it did remind me of Doom. It's just that first-person view. Yeah, it's a narrow like hallway. So, Uh, I love the set of the um, 
I, I don't exactly know what you would call it. Like a, the tomb, the inside area where it's all marble. Yeah. I thought that was like, like the, a... Uh, well, it was a funeral home. Sure. Yeah, I, I liked, like, I loved that set. I thought it was super, like, cool looking and gave some cool contrast. When uh, the the caretaker guy is killed, they, I, that's what his name was in the credits. <laughs> they don't, like, explain who this dude is. He's just some weird dude who, like, uh, kind of attacks the kid and then gets killed. Yeah. He kind of seemed kind of like a... Like he was under, like he was being possessed, sort of. Something. Um, and like he was kind of just the muscle. It didn't seem like he really had like any thought. And then he has the ball fly right into his head and like yeah. drill into his head and spray the blood out of it. Yeah. Which I thought was a crazy kill. I was like, this is pretty like dope, honestly. I think this is cool. Yeah. But then when he falls to the ground and pisses himself, I was like, oh, okay. I didn't even notice that. That adds another level of, uh, I mean, like, it's more realistic, terror. I guess. Yeah, for real. Um, Okay, one thing that came up in this movie that I really wanted to talk to you about was the yellow blood. Uh, yeah. But only for the tall man and the dwarves. I didn't even notice it for the dwarves either. So it's, um... Goes to show how much I fucking pay attention when I'm watching these movies. Did it happen with the dwarves? The reason I say that is because when... Mike looks in the back of the ice cream truck after it's flipped. <laughs> Just kind of a random vignette <laughs> of a scene. Um, when he pulls it open, there's a handprint from where the dwarf got out, I thought. But I suppose it could have been the tall man's handprint. But it was, like, filled with yellow blood, it looked like. Hmm. Um, but it could have just been the tall man's blood, now that I think about it. Or maybe that is what they have. I thought it was funny that Mike took the finger after, like, slamming the door on the hand and the fingers fell off. Or he cuts them off. Yeah, Yeah, he cuts them off. Um, He takes the finger and then it, like, turns into that fly monster thing. I was like, this is, like, an odd, cool scene, but it kind of went on for a really long time. Yeah, and then Reggie pops up again. Yeah, and he's he's like, like, what the hell is going on? And it pretty much, like, instantly sells him on, like, oh... All right, I believe you guys immediately. Yeah. Um, I, I thought the the overall, like, ending of how they killed the tall man was kind of like, I was like, really? I feel like that's not a very, like, seamless or bulletproof, like, way of getting him. Burying him? Yeah. Yeah, with all the stuff he can do. I'm like, you cut his hand or fingers off and he just grew new fingers. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? I mean, it's kind of like the, uh, a lot of the times, the only way to, uh, like, kill someone that's, like, immortal is, like, to bury them alive or, like, drown them or something. Sure. Because there's nothing that can really happen to them if they can just regenerate and... Which, I mean, I can't even really say whether or not it did work because at the end, the movie sort of leaves us, like... Well, and plus there's sequels, so obviously it's not over, but... Right, and like you said, it's... I mean, he essentially had a fever dream or something. Or just a really bad nightmare. Which I'm kind of all about that. I just... I don't know. I wish... uh, I wish the movie still made more sense. Sure. With everything. But I... 
I don't I don't even really know how to feel about this movie. Yeah. Like it, uh, I don't know. There, there's cool stuff to it and I want more. Yeah, I absolutely want more. Uh I wish they would have like really like the, I wish the funeral home was more of a front and you kind of well, I mean, it is, but sure. I, I wish there's more, like, a underground level of it, and that's where you get the marble and stuff, and, like, maybe it's more culty or something. And right. Just kind of more explanation into some of the stuff, because, like, I, I feel like I always contradict myself with that, but I, I'm always like, oh, I don't need my handheld, but then there's a lot of times where I'm like, oh, I want more. Well, I think this is a, a this movie's an example of something that kind of needs to hold your hand maybe a little bit more. Yeah. Um... Agreed, because it's not anything you can really, like, relate to or just understand why it's happening. Because, for instance, the whole segment of Mike going to see the fortune teller. That was kind of cool. It was cool, but it was sort of just like, what what are we doing with this? I mean, obviously, he sort of learns a lesson of, like, of um, facing his fears. Yeah. But that's it. That's the whole thing I thought that was a bit odd yeah um and the the granddaughter that like talks for her yeah and then but then the grandma like laughs as soon as he leaves yeah I was just like okay uh one of those other things in this movie that doesn't get explained but I think is interesting is the tuning fork yeah which I think is something that comes up again later in the series uh, I know the car is also, like, a big thing in the series, the Cuda. Mm. Um, and then there's a gun that we don't see in this movie that we get later, and I think it's, like, a, a four-barrel shotgun. Nice. And so <laughs> I, I, I hadn't seen these movies, at least. I don't think so. I think I remember seeing some of the scenes from this as a kid, but from maybe just on TV. Yeah, I feel like the tall man is really familiar. Very familiar. Um, and I do know that I have, and apparently it was inspired or so, the Fleetwood Mac album Dreams. Mm. Uh, the cover art, I guess, is inspired by this movie. There's a very tall person and a small, like a dwarf next to him with a ball. Yeah. Yeah. I think I know exactly what you're talking about. But it's interesting because that's that's my association with this movie. Is that album. And they're so different. Yeah. Like, thematically and, like, just as a genre, like, they're so different. Yeah. I mean, obviously, one's a band and one's a movie, but I would never be able to associate any of their music with this movie. Yeah, because it's not like they took, like, the themes and, like, meanings of the song and translated it, or, you know, the album. Right. And translated it into an album that goes with it, or, I mean, a whole movie that goes to it or about it. Which I think that that's a cool concept for when people do that. I mean, I think yeah. there probably are. I mean, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but I would imagine there are examples of artists doing that. Yeah, um, I know. I know Rizzo does a lot of scoring stuff. I could imagine he's done stuff like that. Um, Angus Grimm, he plays the tall man. Mm-hmm. I love him in this movie. I don't know him from anything else. I, I don't think. either, and I don't really know that he's in anything else, but I love him in this movie. I think that he's, like, a presence, and he does it well. And he, I mean, he, he has, like, no lines. Yeah. But he, he, he does have one a, line, like, at the end. Right. But he, but he is a presence. 
Yeah. Like, he's definitely there. He kind of, like, marks his territory as his own. They put him on um, platforms to make him taller. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, he's the tall man in all of the movies. He, they made the last movie with him just before he died. Oh, wow. And that was recent. It was pretty recent, within the last, like, ten years. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, this movie's a lot of questions for me. I, I almost want to watch it again just to try to take in everything, but knowing the ending, it's like, well, I guess I should just move forward. Yeah, because, I mean, what are you going to pick up? Exactly. It was a dream. It's so... It's it's kind of hard to talk... It's kind of hard to talk about, honestly, because if you haven't seen this movie, I don't even really know, like... Okay, here's a scene that is just sort of random that is like, what? And also at the same time is like, oh, it's definitely a dream. When he, when the kid, Mike, is under the car. Under the car and, and it he's falls wo- on him? It falls on him and he's stuck. And then it shows his brother's shoe next to the car. He hits it with a hammer. And all of a sudden he's out from underneath the car talking to his brother. Yeah. I was like, whoa, what? Maybe it's more like the more he's afraid, the more whatever's happening is like taking over sure and then once he like kind of breaks free of that that dream kind of you know he he kind of comes back to reality which we find out is not really reality but so are you familiar with john dies at the end no i've never seen it so it it was made by Don Coscarelli as well. I did see a review of it though of someone saying, "No, I don't I don't like being spoiled by the movies. You know, I don't like I don't like movies being spoiled for me." Sure. <laughs> so I won't like, watch John Dies at the end because That's of- funny. <laughs> that's pretty good. For a second that went over my head. That's good. Um so Don Coscarelli directed that as well and I bring that up because that movie also plays with sort of dream logic. A lot okay. of it. Um, but there's a drug that they take, and uh, it pretty much op- allows you to see another dimension of, of existence on your being. So you, the character starts seeing these, like, monsters and stuff that just live within our world that we can't see. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at one point, he, like, takes a phone call on a hot dog. <laughs> and it just kind of is a thing in the movie. Yeah. It, like, stuff like that where you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> This first movie, though, doesn't quite go, like, far enough for me to be like, oh, oh, he, it's a dream. I gotcha. Yeah. It's just a lot of, like, really jarring cuts and, like, random stuff, which I think is Don playing with the idea of, like, in a dream, stuff sort of just, like, happens. No, that's absolutely true. I never really had a dream where, like, stuff just straightforward happens. And right. It's always, like, cutting to stuff, and all of a sudden I'm doing something. But it feels so natural in a dream. Yeah. And I think that it's something that doesn't quite translate to film. Yeah. No, I think you have to have a little more purpose. But I almost wonder what, like, he's trying to say with this movie, if the anything, because, like, the reveal at the end that this kid's sort of, like, dealing, coping with the death of his brother... Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, that's kind of a deep concept. Yeah. So how much thought has really gone into that in this movie? And now it makes me wonder if there is anything I missed watching it that, like, is revealing of that. Uh, I would say so, because he talks about how he's always worried about his brother leaving. And Definitely. And the fortune teller says, like, don't fear. 
He's not going to leave. And if sure. he does, he'll take you with with him, which I don't know if that really uh, still works with that concept anymore. But And it's... It's it's so odd that you see Reggie die. You don't see Jody die, do you? Uh, no, Jody doesn't die in the dream. Right. I don't think. And then Mike traps the tall man, but then wakes up. Yeah. It, like, happens so quick. It's so odd, because some of the early stuff in the movie, like, it kind of lingers for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um... And at first I was like, man, is this just like kind of bad editing or them trying to like <laughs> stretch out the length of the movie? But now that I'm thinking about it, it's like, well, maybe it's not. Because like in a dream, sometimes you not, there is no real purpose to what's happening. You're just kind of standing around or yeah. looking around or doing whatever. Yeah, I mean, like, have you ever had a really weird dream and then you, like, tell somebody about it and they're like, what the fuck? And it's, it's like so always... weird because in your mind you're like, no, it makes more sense to me. But also, of course, because you your brain made it up. Yeah. Because, of course, it makes some sense to you. It, this movie kind of lives within, like, this realm of something that I think is really cool and, like, artistic. And I, I finished this movie and uh, I watched it with Rachel and Felicity. And... Well, Rachel kind of was asleep through in it, through it, like in and out. But Felicity was like, "Did you like it?" And my honest response was, uh, "It is like so one of the most original concepts for a movie I've ever seen, and I've never like I've never seen anything really kind of like it. And I want more, but I don't know if I like. I, I, I want to say I like it. I'm not in love with it yet, but I'm very intrigued by it." Yeah, okay. But it it was like an hour and a half proof of concept. Yeah. Like someone being like, here's an idea that I have. I don't really have all the details worked out, but just to give you, <laughs> like, that's yeah. what it kind of felt like until the very end. Like it might have needed some editing. Yeah. Yeah, some more story to it. <sighs> um, I mean, you know, I don't, have a, I don't have a lot else. I don't have a lot else left to say with this one. I just wish, like... Um, I don't know. I wish everything was tied together more and kind of made more sense. But, you know, I, I kind of like the idea of that. Well, maybe it is the whole concept is that it's a dream. And so, like you said, like that doesn't really uh, dreams are just like that where stuff is just happening. True. But for me to say like it was a really good movie and I really liked it there would have to be more stuff like tied together so that like kind of makes more sense and then I either like it or I don't um but uh yeah there's a lot of cool stuff to play with there and I it got me thinking I was like I mean you know there's a lot of cool stuff going on but there's not really anything that kind of like holds up so I don't know I would just kind of... I kind of like the... I like how sort of random Reggie in his, like, uniform is all the time. His, like, white ice cream man uniform. Yeah. But then with the black leather vest. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, dude, what a fashion icon. (laughs) Like, like that is a costume, if I have seen one. I mean, he had style. He had to look good. He's driving the ice cream truck around, probably banging all the kids' moms. Dude, he, like, at one point, 
is talking to Mike and he's like, you want to go out and help me with the ice cream today? Like, there's just so many little things like that. Yeah. Where I was like, you're creepy, dude. You're like, it's creep. hot out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's he really crowd control when um when just before he dies in the dream, I suppose, um, he's like yelling about killing the tall man about yeah. like putting a stake through him or something. Yeah. And he's like gripping Mike's leg. And I was just like, dude, relax. Like, you come off as such a creep so hard in this movie. Um, <laughs> I totally forgot about this. When Mike keeps getting locked in his room by Jody and, like, just trying to get out. Um, the first time he takes a hammer and, like, tapes a shotgun shell with a BB under it. Uh, and hits the door to like blow the door open. Yeah. And I'm just like, dude, you're, what are you doing? Because he's like slamming the shell around on his table right next to that BB. I was like, dude, you're going to blow your hands off. Uh, well, he was trying to push the BB back into it or something. No, I know. But before that, he's sort of just like tapping it on the table because he was angry and it was still right there. And I was yeah. like, dude, one wrong move and your hands are gone. Would that really do that, though? Like, I think could, so. You think yeah, you have enough force to just, like, slam a shotgun shell on a table and it go off? I don't think it takes that much. I feel like it has to hit a certain way. No, sure, but is that a risk you're willing to take? Well, no, but... <laughs> My point exactly. <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, he so he does this, and then when he hits the door, it, like, explodes open the door. and like It's just a hole big enough for his hand to come out to pull out the screwdriver. <laughs> I was like, honestly, I love it. Like, so stupid. Hey, it made sense in his head, right? In the dream. It worked, but I was like, why is this kid just, like, writing the fucking anarchist cookbook in his head right now? Like, oh, you know how I'm going to get out of this lock? Shotgun shell bomb. Shotgun hammer. Like, okay. Um, I thought he was going to use it to try and kill the tall man. It, which, he does that. To get out, because he's a genius and everything, but then when he takes the gun and he puts it in the back of his pants, he gets, like, tossed around before pulling it out yeah. to, like, actually fire it. And I'm like, dude, how do you forget you have a gun, like, stuck to your ass? You just landed on it when you got yeah, thrown so like bad. that. Yeah, dude, you'd have a fat fucking <laughs> bruise on your tailbone. I, I don't know. Like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, he also, there's there's a sort of scene where he, like, Right after the girls are attacked, and he, like, runs home. Oh, my God. He, like, grabs the beer and, like, slams the beer. And I was, like, kids drinking to, like, get over trauma is the goofiest <laughs> thing I've ever seen in a movie. It would have been funnier if he spit it out and was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, the beer's bad. The beer's yeah. bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that scene, too, when the girls. With the girls. <laughs> Oh, my God. That was a weird scene because the trucks flipped and these girls are so not concerned with what's happening around them. Yeah. And then when the there's something clearly trying to get into their car, they're sort of just like, what's that? <laughs> yeah. And she's like, don't open it. And she opens it. I was just like, Dude, what? Mm. What is this? Like, what the fuck? Well, and then like the thing is like flopping around them. They're like, ah. And, like, it's not really doing anything. And then it goes, like, straight for him and is, like, in the middle of the car. And they're still, like, sitting there flailing. Yeah. It's like, 
put him in a headlock or something like you know um WWE this motherfucker I I hope there are more of the like balls the death ball things yeah. in the future movies cause Jody like straight blows that thing up and that I was, was like sick. baller dude yeah, nice was dope. shows up with his shotgun Okay, that was odd. <laughs> Some weird technical difficulties there. Yeah. Um, I mean, although, yeah, I feel like we've talked about pretty much, like, uh, everything there is to really talk about in this movie. Yeah. Uh, so it, we'll get into the rating. What do you want to rate this movie with this week? Uh, let's do... The old uh, tall man surprises. Yeah, sure. Uh, how many out of five tall man surprises are you going to give this movie? Um, <clears throat> I'll give it a three out of five tall man surprises. Do you recommend this movie and why? No. And because... I don't know. I didn't really get much from it. It wasn't super enjoyable. Uh, and I like, I wasn't quite bored with it, but I was like, oh, well, it, it felt kind of like a waste of time. Sure. But now I can tell people not to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to give this movie 3.5 Tall Man Surprises. I... Yeah, I don't think I'm going to be able to recommend this movie to anybody necessarily. It's a little bit out there. Um, however, I mean, like, I kind of liked it. I, I don't want to say I liked it, but I'm leaning more on the enjoyed it side than didn't enjoy it side. Yeah. I think there was, like, something charming about it, and it, like I said, it, it kind of intrigued me. Like, I'm probably going to, I'm probably going to try to see the sequels. No, at least the second one. I mean, I'll go from there after that. If that one's not good, then I'm, obviously there's no reason to keep watching them. But I spent $5 on this Blu-ray, and I think it was worth it. Well, sure. It's not not bad, 5 no, bucks, but not, not a loss. Um, yeah, I would just say that, like, I don't know. It intrigued me for sure. I just wanted more out of it. And, yeah, I mean, that's it. I, I like the concept. Me too. And it, like what they're like I said, they had a lot of cool stuff to play with. They just didn't really take you anywhere. Um, you know, actually, that sort of just reminded me this this uh, version of the that we watched because I said I bought it is it's the remaster of the original Phantasm, and it was remastered by Bad Robot, right? Which is J.J. Abrams' company. J.J. Abrams personally like put money into having this movie restored because he really loves this movie. Yeah, and I think that that's. I think that there's a lot to be said by that, and I think that that's kind of that feeling I get from this movie where it's like, oh, this movie has something to it. It's not great, but it's got something to it, and it's mm -hmm. kind of inspiring in that sense of like, oh, you can kind of play outside of the rules yeah. and still make something that's that's watchable and entertaining, yeah. I would say, to, to say the least. Yeah. Um, yeah, so 3.5 for me, 3 from you. Yep. So that's the that on that. Make sure to go follow us on Instagram at W-A-W-W-T pod. Pod. We more than likely have stickers or something, so do whatever to get a sticker. I haven't figured that out yet. Or maybe I have, you know, because these are so fucking recorded in advance. It 
might just cost some money to get one. It could. And that, you know, that's it, all it is. It's just some money. That's how life works. The cold Howard cash. The cold Howard cash. The cold Howard cash. We are on the iTunes podcast, Google Play podcast, and CastBox apps. I feel like I say this at the end of every episode, but how would you know that if you weren't listening to us on one of those apps? Ponder that, and also ask yourself, why are we watching this? Tune in next week when Zach demands a pay raise and Sean begs for attention. Peace, Peace bitches. bitches. <laughs> <laughs>